welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Okay. Um, so I'm sure if I go out and tell a few people that it's uh, prophecy is a gift for everyone, um, I'm sure there would be some they accept it. But there would also be a few people that say. Uh, I can't see that in the scripture that it's prophecy is what all of you can get. So, on which uh, biblical terms do you base it? Yep, that it's um, for everyone. Would come back to um, Corinthians. Let me give you the reference. Uh, One Corinthians fourteen, verse five. And Paul says, I would like everyone to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. Yeah. Okay, so so for Paul, it, it's pretty clear there. He's like, I want everyone to do this. And, and the letter isn't to the elders or just the leaders in the church. The letter is to everyone. Like, it's to the church in Corinth. And, and Paul's saying, I want everyone to do this. I want everyone to prophesy. Uh, also verse 31 of that same chapter it says um, you may all prophesy in turn so that everyone can be encouraged and so he's saying like hey all of you can prophesy and you just do it in turn so that it doesn't become a mess um, and so but I think the big thing for me is is it, that comes with a mystification of prophecy is this big ooh you're the prophet but again, if you just yeah. break it down and go, what is prophecy? It's hearing God, and it's telling people what he's saying. Everyone can do those two things. And, and you will, you'll find very few Christians that don't believe God can speak to them. Um, they might disagree on how God speaks to them and how God speaks today and things like that. Um, but with that definition, everyone should be able to prophesy. Um, and so I would say what scripture, and then you have a whole bunch of scriptures, my sheep hear my voice, you know, I'll speak to you, I'll... I'm with you, I'm there for you, you know, I'll never leave or forsake you, all these different things. I mean, God is near, God is present, God is leading us, God is guiding us. Holy Spirit is there to guide us, to comfort us. All these things refer to God speaking to us and, and being with us. And so I think when you when you demystify prophecy, so it's not like a, wow, you're Isaiah or you're Elijah, to no, actually prophecy is just hearing from God and sharing it. Suddenly it, it opens up as, a lot as well. And so I think it, it helps people... You know, Paul is saying this is different from the Old Testament. It's not like God picks a favorite person. Um, it's uh, hey, I'm equipping you all to hear my voice and to, to be my voice on the earth. Um, okay. But you, that, that's not gonna. Just to clarify, you're never gonna convince anyone that believes that God that not everyone can prophesy. You're never gonna convince them by sharing two, three Bible verses uh, because there's plenty of other Bible verses that seem to suggest otherwise. And so, the best way to do it is just to prophesy. Um, but you, yeah. you know what I mean or, or just um, I just think it's not something that you tend to win an argument over um, because you can pick a Bible verse to support anything um, and, and plenty of Bible verses will support them they might go to the Old Testament and say ooh it says if, but if the prophet's wrong you should stone them to death um, you know and things like that and it's like okay well you point out all the people you stone to death and then, <laughs> then we can talk <laughs> um, so yeah I, I just think 
it's, it's not something you'll easily just go, there's a Bible verse. And they go, oh, okay, my bad, you're right. Uh, I, I, and you know these, these kind of people, don't you? So you're like, I know that's not going to change their mind anyway. But, but those are the two kind of main uh, verses that people would jump to, is those ones in Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they could talk their way around those, I'm sure. They would have a, a way to answer that. Or, um, and so it's not, uh, in and of itself, it's not going to be a, a convincing argument typically. The, the way that I find most people kind of start changing their views on prophecy is actually seeing it happen and have it happen to them um, and it really transform them and change them and challenge them um, that tends to be what people open up to is seeing the power of prophecy uh, but yeah, sorry Just. Yeah. Yeah, there's also Acts chapter 2 when Peter is um, he's trying to explain what's just happened when the Holy Spirit came and he quotes the prophet Joel, and uh, he says, "Even which, this is what Joel said: even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy." So it was prophesied in the Old Testament, came to pass in the New Testament, and, and basically he's saying, "Okay, on on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit, and they will prophesy." any more questions or comments do you have any questions about what we've talked about so far any thoughts any disagreements not yet not yet okay (laughs) good feel free to to say you know like it it doesn't it's okay to disagree with the teacher and and question and ask and and debate and discuss that that's what it's all about really in many ways so you know and you might have ideas and thoughts that you know when you speak out I'm like oh that's interesting thought and you know so you could end up even helping me to grow and you know when you're when you just share what's going on you know what you're thinking and and that as well so it's it's very much about let's grow together really So feel free to even like even butt in sometimes. You know, if like like a, a teacher says something, or at least at least certainly I'm giving you permission to do this in my sessions. If I say something and you think, "What is she on about?" or "I don't know if I agree with that," just butt in. You know, you know what I mean by that. You know, like interrupt me and, and ask the question or discuss or whatever. Feel free to do that. What I want to talk about in this next session is just, um, the title is Diversity of Use of the Prophecy, okay? Because when, when we hear the word prophesy, um, often we think of a church setting and people in prayer or people going over to someone in church and giving a prophetic word. But actually, I think the plan is that that we live a prophetic lifestyle. So so we're constantly, you know, just in that place where we're having conversations with God and, and we're asking God questions. And we can actually, in our everyday life, end up being prophetic and doing prophetic acts in, in everyday life. So what I want to do is just talk about some of the different 
um, exam give you some examples of where prophecies come in, where I've seen it happen um, in everyday life, examples from my own life. Um, just to sort of give you an idea of just like the broadness of, of how prophecy can be used. Um, it's not just about a church setting. Okay, so I'm just going to go down the list that I've got here. Um, and, and they're in no, no specific order in any way, you know, like of preference, but they're just, that's just a list. Um, the first one is, is when we're praying, um, I've got our interceding. Um, sometimes we can be somewhere and then suddenly know something about someone. Like God shows us something because he wants us to partner with him to pray and bring the answer. Um, an example of that, my, my grandma, um, I was travelling home once from somewhere um, and as I'm driving in the car, I get the thought, my grandma is sick. Now, nobody had called me to tell me, I didn't know that, um, but I just heard in my head, just the thoughts, my grandma is sick. So as I'm driving, I, I just started to pray health over my grandma, and, and I just commanded the sickness to go, and that she would be well, and so on. And then when I got back home, I discovered that in that morning my grandma had been sick she'd got up she'd got some sort of like tummy bug or something and um it, it was it was a day when we were, we were about to be celebrating her anniversary to my granddad um and and so she'd got up and was really disappointed that she was so ill because she wasn't sure if she was going to make the celebration because she'd been sick all morning and then suddenly the sickness just vanished it just stopped and interestingly enough, it's when we when we like worked it out, it stopped as I was praying. Right? That that's prophetic intercession. That's that's knowing something when you don't know it naturally. But but you're just talking with God and God shows you something so that you can partner with him and, and use it. So you know, if you're going about your, your daily business and suddenly you get the urge to say a prayer for someone just it doesn't have to be like you know dropping to your knees and and you know in praying out loud for an hour or anything like that you can just whisper the prayer i just bless that person with health or whatever it is that you feel to pray because because that's using the prophetic and and bringing a shift bringing healing um, and partnering with god And when, when you are in prayer and you want to pray for someone or pray for a group of people or whatever, ask God what it is that he wants to do so that you can partner with him rather than just like... Because sometimes we just like sit there and we start to pray and, and we're, we're just praying and we don't think to sort of like line up with what God's heart is. So ask for God's heart on the matter and then, and then join him and pray um, prophetically for someone and like you said when, when your, your friend prays for you you know that he's praying prophetically because it touches your heart and, and that, that's the same so you know you, you intercede whether it's you separated from someone and you, you're not with them or when you're actually with them ask Holy Spirit to flow with you and, and 
give you the right words to pray and, and then pray pro prophetically. And the more you sort of like step out and do that, the easier it becomes. And just like we were saying earlier, your friend started a couple of years ago to do that and now he's like confident. And But if he hadn't started in the first place, he wouldn't be there now. Does that make sense? So it's just like taking that step of faith and, and going for it and saying, God, how do you want me to pray right now? What do you want me to pray? So when, when we have times of corporate worship, um, it's another way where it's really good if, you know, I, when we, we step into the prophetic. So rather than, you know, I don't know if you... Do you play music? Do you play... Right, so, so when you're playing your music, um, rather than just like randomly pick a song, just whisper, Holy Spirit, what, what do you want? You know, what, what's your heart for this morning um, or this evening? What song should I pick? And then just trust him that once you've asked the question, he's going to partner with you to pick the right songs or whatever it is that you're doing, psalms, prayers, or you know, however you're, you're going to be lead, if you lead worship. Yesterday is a, a, a really good example. No, no, what day are we on? Tuesday. Sunday is a really good example um, because we we had the um, Rebecca was leading um, the worship and she brought a list of songs and then the bottom of the list was that one. Um, what do you believe? What I believe about you? Question mark. Right. So she she wasn't sure whether we were going to do that one. So we practiced all the others before the service. And then we went to practice that, and um, she's like, oh, I really, I've put it down, cause, um, but I'm not really sure whether, it's not really part of the list, so we, won't, we probably won't do that. But we practiced it anyway, because somehow she felt we were meant to practice it, if that makes sense. So, so like, but she's in this like dilemma, and then we, we did the songs that we were planning to do, and then Karen gets up, and just shares that small prophetic word about how she felt there were people in the service who were feeling insignificant and God wants them to know that they are significant. And, and did you remember when she got up and said that? And suddenly Rebecca's like, aha, I am to do that song. And that's when we went into that song and we played it. And, and it's interesting, I know um, a few people came up to me and said how God had touched their hearts during that song and, and the, verse, the music and, and everything really sort of touched them and, and they, he spoke to them through it. So that, that's an, a really good example. In counselling, I am... Um, my background is social work, and I, I spent about six, six years working as a social worker. Um, part of that was for the local government. And, um, but you can spend hours and hours and hours helping people get to the bottom of why they do what they do or whatever. There's so many counselling techniques, there's so many ways of doing it and yet one of the best ways that I've discovered 
in helping people to deal with their issues is to sit down and talk to God about it with them. And and that's, you know, the Sozo Prayer Ministry tool, that is simply what we do during that. It's like, okay, Holy Spirit, why why do I have a problem with this? And you get the person um, and you help them to, to hear what God's saying and at the same time you're you're listening to him. And, and so you bring in Holy Spirit into, I mean, we don't call Sozo counselling, but it's a kind of counselling. It's Holy Spirit who does the counselling. And, and he targets... This is where the problem started, and and suddenly the person gets freedom without hours and hours and hours of trying to figure out what the problem is. Because you're bringing the prophetic into the counselling sort of scenario. Arts and creativity can be used in the prophetic. And I don't know whether you're, are you arty guys? Do you do painting, arts and that sort of thing? No, okay. Some schools we get quite a few and, and it's fine. Um, I'm not that arty myself either. But, um, but God can use artists and paintings and dance and all kinds of creativity to to just speak to people's hearts and, and bring clarity. Um, I, I remember um, when I felt God was asking me to, to become um, full-time in ministry, it was a bit of a scary leap for me um, because you don't get paid so well. You don't get an, a regular income. Um, and so I was then going to ha- have to trust him to provide for me so um, I, I, I it took a while for me to get the courage to the place where eventually I went full time um, but in that journey there was one day I felt God say to me look I really want you to consider the possibility of like Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water I want you to get out of the boat of your security your job your administration your you know regular income I want you to get out of that boat and be willing to, like Peter, walk on water. So I was, you know, doing the journaling thing that we talked about last week, and and I wrote it all down, and and I was contemplating the possibility of taking this big, in my mind, risk, this big, like, faith leap um, into the unknown. When I was visiting with someone called Stefan Dries, who um, is a fairly prophetic guy, um, German guy uh, he lives in Manchester somewhere um, and I, I'd gone to his house because he'd asked me if I'd do an introduction to the prophetic for a group of people that he was um, leading at the time brand new Christians um, and so I'm sat in the kitchen and I'd gone to him to discuss where they were at like in the prophetic and how, where to pitch my, my teaching and that and suddenly he says to me I've got something for you and he jumps up and he runs out of the kitchen and runs upstairs and comes back down and hands me a, um, a print, like a rolled up scroll, like a print, uh, a print of a, a picture. He says, this, um, I just want you to know that God will bless you as you get out of the boat. Right? 
and then he hands me this this thing and as I opened it it was a um, like a print of a charcoal picture of Peter walking on the water towards Jesus and this was just a day or two after I'd been journaling about you know this is I think something that God wants me to do and, and wants me to to partner with him and um and so I'm sat there looking at this again whoa this is a picture that is really speaking to me right now this is confirmation that God wants me to do this um and and that picture helped me to have the courage and every time I have a bit of a wobble in terms of I feel a bit afraid because like money's you know or whatever I get I get that picture out and I look at it and I remind myself that actually this is something God's asked me to do so it's going to be good it's going to be fine he's going to provide so paintings creativity in everyday life doing life with you know like a few months ago um, for example my parents um, they bought themselves um, you know pepper and salt they bought themselves these like really posh pepper and salt things and the salt one disappeared they, they couldn't find it and so when I went to visit them like they, they got the pepper one but the salt I was like really disappointed that that's disappeared we don't know what's happened but we think it's probably accidentally got thrown out with the rubbish because we've looked everywhere and we can't find it and and I just said to them did you ask God where it is and my mum went uh no never really thought to ask him so I said well let's just ask him do you know where this pep this salt pot is God kind of and suddenly I had the thought it's under the couch so I said to dad it's under the couch and he looked at me he said oh yes enough look there I said no it's under the couch look again and he looked and there it was the pepper pot or whatever it was the salt pot was under the couch now that's just a random silly little thing but God's interested in our everyday life he's interested when we get a bit upset about losing something or um, because he just is part of who we are he, he loves us to bits you know he loves us all over every part of us and so asking the question do you know where the pot is the salt cellar is he was happy to answer it and suddenly it was there instantly it's under the couch and I've got loads of examples of that you know where, where just God's just told us it. I mean there was another one years ago now when I lived in the, um, the house that Kingsway used to own um, and Timo and Ruth lived in the same house so that they were in one side I was on the other side um, and the, there was a problem with the plumbing so they changed, this plumber came and it was supposed to take six to ten days for him to fix the plumbing I think it took nine weeks in the end it was just ridiculous but one of the days while he was there um, I walked into the dining room and water was pouring um, out down and so there was a leak so he was down in the basement so I shouted him and said um, I can't remember what his name was now it might have been Phil anyway I shouted him and said there's a leak um, and so he went up to try and find the leak and he couldn't find it anywhere 
and he he was under the floorboards and um, and everything trying to find out where where the leak was coming from so and then I asked I just God, do you know where it is and and he said it's coming from the attic so I said to this guy the plumber um I think it's coming from the attic you know and he, he just he, he just laughed you know like just looked at me and of course I'm not a plumber I'm just a girl and a blonde one at that and so he took absolutely no notice of me and he carried on looking where he thought it might be coming from and he looked and he looked and he looked and he couldn't find the leak and again I said to him why don't you just check the attic and just see because I think it's coming from there and he reluctantly went up into the attic he didn't think it was you know like he thought I was being really silly but sure enough that's where the leak was coming from so so it's just that whole like having God partner with you in your everyday life just makes life a little bit of fun sometimes you know like it's not just about the seriousness and and it is about edifying the church and and you know building up the church but God's also interested in, in the ins and outs of life and it's a good way of of growing in the prophetic is just ask God stuff about every day you know if um, if you're you're sharing things you know doing either a teaching or you get to preach um, I, I don't know whether you you may get to have an opportunity to share at some point during the school yes Phil's nodding his head um, when when you sit down to prepare that, invite Holy Spirit to just help you do it. You know, don't try and figure it all out yourself. Just say, okay, God, what do you want to say to the church through my teaching today? And and just sit down and prepare with Him. Um, and, and you'll be surprised that there's so many times when I've gone somewhere and and I've just taught, and people will say, I can't believe. That is exactly what I needed to hear today. I don't believe that. How did you know to say that? Um, and, I, and I've been on the other end of that as well, where there was one time I, I was exhausted. I hadn't quite got to the point where um, I understood that we work from rest. I hadn't figured that one out yet. So I was just doing everything and everything for the church that I was in at the time and I was exhausted and I remember thinking you know like that on the Saturday night I was praying and I was saying God I can't do this anymore I I'm exhausted I want to quit like I was at the point of quitting church like I just I was like oh I don't want to do this anymore and um the next morning we had this like visiting speaker come didn't know who he was hadn't got a clue um, but he started preaching and he, every single thing in his sermon was the answer to the moaning and groaning that I'd done the night before. Like, it, it was as if he'd sat in my bedroom, listened to me talking to God and made notes and then went away and answered my notes. You know, like, that was a prophetic preach for me. I don't know whether anybody else was blessed that day, but... So when you sit down to, to do your teaching or your testimonies or whatever, just ask God, what do, I, what do you want to say? How, you know, what, what should I include in this?
and while you're actually teaching as well and you get a thought as you're teaching and you feel to prophesy while you're teaching go for it you know, like if you get if you get a word or whatever just trust Holy Spirit and go for it and when you're doing evangelism as well the prophetic is is just a really good thing I know growing up um, we had tool after tool on how to evangelize I, I don't know what what your churches were like but the church that I grew up with we had like course after course on different ways to prophesy and that you know you you, you had the the bands what would Jesus do and or you had the different tracks that you gave out or the different questions you would ask people um, and I always found those incredibly scary because it's not a thing that I can do really easily, go up to a stranger and start a conversation. It's not my strong point. But I've discovered that evangelism using the prophetic, you know, like just inviting Holy Spirit into the evangelism actually works so much easier. Um, and, you know, Phil told his story about the the green green car and a Christmas tree or something wasn't it yeah um, that's Holy Spirit partnering with Phil to to just bring some life to the guy who had the car accident um, I mean I've got stories of, of people who occasionally we do what we call prayer tents um, so we've gone to um, like you know some affairs um, where there's fairgrounds and things that are happening and then we just have like a tent in the corner where we just offer free prayer and free well basically prophetic words and then random strangers come in and they can sit down and you, you just get to pray with them and prophesy with them and I've had so many l wonderful experiences I've just because you haven't got a clue who the person is in front of you but you put God knows all about them and so as you begin to pray and as you begin to prophesy over them you can see like on their faces that something's happening inside and it's such a privilege then you know like sometimes it's just people say yeah I want this and then you just get to lead them to Jesus and, and, and it's just really really amazing tool so don't if you ever get involved in evangelism don't just do it in your own strength and try all the, you know, invite Holy Spirit into it and do it with him because he's a great evangelist. Um, sometimes um, when you're praying for healing, um, you can use the prophetic. I remember um, not so long ago, I was in a, I was in a meeting, and suddenly I got this like really ridiculous pain in my hand, and I'm like, ow! You like it, it was like really took me by surprise, and I'm like looking at my finger, thinking, what on earth is going on? Right, and then it suddenly occurred to me, ah, I don't think this is my pain. I think something's going on here I think Holy Spirit is trying to show me something so so I just said um, 
is there anybody like with like pain in the hand and there was someone had injured their hand um like i think if they pulled a, a muscle or something um and was in a lot of pain in the hand and so we prayed and the pain went and the stiffness went and, and god healed the hand and so that that can happen from time to time where where you know you can feel something and then you suddenly realize this is not mine and then you can say do you have pain in, or do you have and then god can bring healing through that it might not be that you feel it it might that you be you just get the thought in your head that man over there has got pain in his back and you can just go up to him and say um do you have pain in your back and if you do can i pray for you or whatever it is okay so work with holy spirit and and the prophecy when when you want to you know bring healing to people one of the, the wonderful things about prophecy is that god knows where people are at he knows the struggles that they're going through and and prophecy is such a wonderful tool to bring um just encouragement and strength to people that's you know part of it it's just encouraging them particularly if they're going through a hard time and i think did i share the other week about my mum and the brain tumor did i share did i share that story yeah because that's an example of as as a family going through a really hard time but a prophetic word gave us strength and built our faith to be able to, to walk through and, and get to the other side. Often, um, the prophetic can bring confirmation to people. So, so like that picture that um, Stefan gave me that was a, like a prophetic word given through art but that for me brought confirmation to something that God had already been speaking to me so encouragement strength and there are occasions when when the prophetic will come to bring a warning. Um, I remember when I was in Toronto, I was, I was there during, well, I was there for a year and there's one, one um, in the March, we had a really, really heavy download of snow. It was just crazy. Um, I, living in England, we don't get much snow, but, but there they get a lot of snow. So the snow was like up here, which is quite a challenge when you know you're only little like me. Um, and then and then what they do, they have these like massive snow plows and they 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 plow the roads, and so all the snow is piled up on the side of the road, which means that if you want to cross a road, you've got to climb over the snow hill thing that the plow has made. And to me, it was like a mountain. So to me, like it was about up here. And I'd have to like kind of climb over it to get to the other side of it to cross the road. And there was one one day I was walking back from the church and I got to the place where I was going to cross the road 
and I'm thinking, you know, about to climb over this hill, when suddenly I got a, a really strong word in my head, stop. And so I stopped, and I'm like, and then I'm stood there thinking, why have I stopped? And and so the, the snow mountain is there, and I'm like looking at it, but I've been told to stop, so I stopped. And as I'm trying to figure out why I've stopped, a truck comes round the corner, um, comes off the main highway, round the corner, but misjudges the corner completely and goes up over the snowman, the snow hill, right in front of me and off up the road. Now, if I'd have been on the hill or over the other side of the hill, there'd been no way that I could have got back in time to have survived being run over by a truck. And so in that moment, that God just gave me that warning, stop, you need to stop now. And, and so fortunately, I listened to that. Um, otherwise, it would have been bye-bye, all of Jane, because that truck had just squished me. And my dad tells a story of years ago when he was, he was driving down a, a, a country lane when um, all of a sudden he just felt God say, you need to stop now. So, so without, like, for no other reason, he just pulled over and stopped. Um, and as he did that, um, another car coming in the other direction spun completely out of control um, and went all, all around onto his side of the road. And had he not have stopped, he'd have been in that place where the car would have hit him. And um, he could have been a, a goner as well. So, so when we're living this like life of of the prophetic, when we've been practicing, we you know we're going to be practicing this week. We might do a bit in a minute. Um, we're pra- you know we're living a lifestyle of listening to God. We we we've got our journals. We're growing with Him. We're writing things down. We're we're just going through life listening to Him. There's just so many ways that, that the use of the prophetic just becomes normal everyday life. Um, whether, you know, so then when we, you know, come to church, we prophesy over people. When we're in the street, we can prophesy. When we're at home with our friends, we can prophesy. And we can talk to God about everyday life. And He answers because it becomes a prophetic lifestyle. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.